Thank you. Hi, my name is Judy. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. And uh, thank you, my friends from L.A., Nancy and Lexi. And uh, good to see you all. Um, I know that I am supposed to be here because I'm sitting here in this black background because my computer died yesterday. It's at the hospital. <laughs> I have another big, long talk to give tomorrow. I hope my computer will be back. And then Sunday, an even bigger deal. It's got to get back because I don't know how to operate these tablets, although so far so good. And then, because I didn't have my computer, I lost the number for the meeting. Ah! But Nancy helped me, and uh, here we are. So thank you. Uh, and I also had to go through like an audition. Uh, my name was given to Nancy, and then Nancy called me and kind of grilled me about my experience, which I thought was great, you know, is, uh, and she's, you know, I was kind of waxing philosophical about relapse. And she said, but we want to know your experience. And I thought, well, isn't that cool? Because that's what OA is about. There are no experts here and there's nobody shooting on you. It's we're each huddled together trying to deal with this thing. And we say, hey, honey, that's what I do. You know, here's what I've tried. For example, what a God shot that was that uh, the lady read here about writing because writing has been so important to me. And my early sponsors used to say, you know, I'd call up with some kind of chaos and they'd say, have you written? Write something and call me back. Clink. You know, it was like they insisted that I invest something, that I do something to try to get some clarity for myself not just want their answers, but needed to have my own personal recovery. Our coin says, to thine own self be true. So uh, November 22nd will be 46 years for me in this program. And I am maintaining between an 80 and an 85 pound weight loss. Yeah, da da da. Very nice. Thank you very much. Um, I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise. Not so wealthy, but anyway, <laughs> who cares? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And I've had a lot of different kinds of abstinence. I've had a lot of bouts with, I guess, what might be called relapse. All I can really say is it's very complicated. It really is. We have such a very difficult program because everybody's on a different kind of food plan. And, you know, what What to an overeater like myself who used to gain 20 pounds in a weekend, me, what I think is abstinence is what some other people call anorexic, you know, because I'm feeling I have control over it, you know. So we've had a lot of different tests of that. And I think that always current definition that you are eating in a manner to achieve a normal weight, normal healthy weight, something like that. There's difference between abstinence and recovery and all these things, mind boggling. So all that's helped me through all of that is working closely with a sponsor around it. And I always say to people, if you're in relapse, the only way it stops is when you call your sponsor. Because until I made that phone call, I was still in the mindset, you know, when I said, oh, I'll call her on Monday. <laughs> okay. It's I, I want to still be operating the way I'm operating. 
And I have had the most spiritual experiences in this program calling a sponsor mid-bag. Mid-bag. In the middle of a bag of trail mix, I say, I mean, long past since I said, oh, this is making me sick. I should really stop now. Oh, I'll go finish the bag. I'll finish the bag. And then somewhere, clarity and a moment says, stop. And I call in the middle of that bag and she walks me over to the sink and we drop it down the disposal and turn on the water and flip the switch and it's over. I've had that kind of experience with pills and with food. Uh, and then at that point also, I have addressed it to my OA recovery. I've said to someone in OA, we're stopping this for now. We're hoping to stop it for now. You know, none of us has power over this thing. We're here because we're powerless. So all of these great declarations about what I'm going to do now, and you know, what I always had in my mind is, well, now I'm going to beat myself up for that binge. Now I'm, you know, was it a slip? Was it a binge? Was it a relapse? What was it? Who cares? The only important thing is getting back on that horse and proceeding down the road. And I was a psychologist by trade. So I was always interested in understanding and finding out why did I do that? Worthless information usually. I mean, sometimes later on I would realize what I was avoiding, you know, we're as fat as we are dishonest. Whatever, maybe an action I needed to take, maybe a no thank you I needed to say to somebody, maybe a standing up for myself I needed to do, whatever it was, I was avoiding the next growth stage in my life. In my case, it was professional success. I was always afraid when I was offered new opportunities to do big girl things. I said, I can't do that. I'm just a little girl and I want to eat so I can get even littler. What? No. I find that out after the eating. Okay. But it helped me see that there was basically a pattern in what my returns to food were about. And they usually were not over my suffering or over my childhood pain or over my husband beating me, which were things. They were things. But I survived bad things. You know? Tenacity. But it was when the good things were coming. You know, my first week in this in this my first year in this program, I went to only one meeting a week. That was all the honesty I could stand. I couldn't stand to hear these people talking about their lives getting better and what they were doing and making me face what I wasn't doing. And then I got real successful in the program about year 15 or so. Bam, bam, things were exploding. Life was great. Better, better, better. Whoa. Then I needed to go to at least one meeting a day because it was difficult to endure my blessings. And now I have 46 years and I go sometimes to two to three Zoom meetings a day. 
And often I don't, you know, there are certain days that it's real important to me to be on certain meetings, but I'm flipping around. I love this program. I love what I learn about life and about myself and about you. And like someone, I I got the idea of what we were reading earlier. It's, you know, a large, a large tide lifts all boats and we're all in this together and we're all cheering for each other. There's no such thing as competition and I'm doing better than and uh, I want to judge people who are doing differently than I am. No, it's like, hey, honey, come on in. Come on in under the tent and let me hear from your experience and you'll hear from mine and we'll each find our own individual way. There's no punishment here and you don't need to punish yourself if you have quote unquote relapse, whatever the heck that really is. But whatever it is, you're the person who suffered the most from it. You don't know, uh, you don't owe a crown of thorns to somebody. You don't need to beat yourself up. You just relax and get back on the horse. So in my, uh, actually my fourth day was Thanksgiving morning of 1974. And I woke up crying and shaking. And believe it or not, four days, four days into recovery, I called this lady. I'm not going to make it. I have to go to Aunt Myra's house, and I baked this, and she's going to have that. And oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was in the fourth day of withdrawals, you know, a Thursday morning. Fourth day is the worst. That's why we always give up our diets on Thursday. So I'm crying and shaking, and I call her. My husband's just come off a three-day drunk, and he's building bookcases for me because I always got great carpentry after these drunk episodes. Uh, And I call her, and what does she say? Why don't you go and write? That's the connection from this lady out of a clear blue sky, just read writing. So I went and I wrote, and as I was writing, I got this vision of myself when I was five years old. I was an army brat. We lived in Frankfurt, Germany, 1950. There were still bombed out buildings on both sides of the street. And I'm five years old and I'm walking down this cracked sidewalk by myself, a lot of neglect in my past. And I somehow stopped crying. This was a vision I had and I stopped crying And I just got a sense of somebody saying, stay on the path. The other message was, we know how hard it is. That's the message I got in these rooms. People said, they're there, honey. We know how hard it is because we're doing it. We're not talking about it. We're doing it. And so the message was, it's going to be very difficult and you need to stay on the path. And that has been carrying me here for all of these years because good times or bad times with food or with my behavior or with alcohol, with anything, I kept coming to these meetings and I kept, I kept seeking the spiritual life. You know, what's the point? The point is that we're seeking a spiritual connection. And it's not that I believe in God, but I believe in some connection to my particular path. 
that my path is ordained here and my job is to keep seeking it, to keep finding it. So I got to try to stay in the middle of the road. So if I veer off <clears throat> and I go over here and I'm in the ditch, I don't go <clears throat> back to the ditch on the other side of the road. I just kind of gently veer back to the center of the road and stay on that path. So that's kind of worked for me. And when I am walking the true path for me, I don't have the rids, the restless, irritable, and discontent. So I don't have that restless, irritable, and discontent that I want to eat over. I just kind of feel content. And it has nothing to do with what's going on in my world. Now I am facing very big things in my world. My husband has a brain tumor. It looks like it's going to be fine for today. Uh, we have no symptoms. We're going to the doctor tomorrow. And uh, this is big. It's very big for me. But I don't have any heebie-jeebies about it. Uh, you know, of course, we'll wait and see more news. But for today, why would I ruin today by getting into my previous catastrophizing? My, uh, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle it? Control, control, control. No. Only thing I'm supposed to do is meet up with you guys and find out what we can learn from each other. And uh, what, a guy I'm studying the big book with now is a fantastic guy, Monday mornings. And he always says, you know, when, when a meeting is about ready to start, you feel this kind of energy and excitement that everybody in the room is kind of, you know? And it's really funny. We're like huddled together like little gerbils, you know? Like, a, I'll just finish with this. You know, a bumblebee is not aerodynamic. A bumblebee is this round ball. How can this thing take flight? It's because his wings just go like crazy, and he takes off. And that's how we are. We're all needy when we come here, even the big shot speakers, even all the professionals. We're all needy when we come here. And we sit together, and some kind of energy lifts us all up. So I know this is getting to sound kind of zooby. I was thinking, I was talking to someone the other night, and I said something about I've never been as big a person as I am today. I was bigger physically, but never mentally and emotionally. And part of what that's about is like what we learn in yoga. Like you breathe into all those spaces between your cells, and you get filled with some energy you never even knew about. And it helps you walk your own path so with that i thank you for giving me my life and my path and i'm really interested in hearing from all of you thanks